Hi, welcome to Encouraging Monday. I'm Bobby Hema and I'm here to encourage you. Well, good morning everyone. Today I want to talk to you about peace in the midst of chaos. Man, I have had some chaos in my life. I mean, from the time I was a toddler and as growing up through adulthood into uh, a rough first marriage, lots and lots of chaos. And I had to learn to live in that chaos and learn to live with peace inside of that chaos, you know. And so many times we have to figure out in the midst of chaos, how can we find that peace? And so today I want to start off with the first scripture is in Isaiah 26. Let me find it real quick. Isaiah 26, 3. And it says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And then four, trust in the Lord forever. For in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. You know, God says he will give us peace in the midst of our trouble as long as we rest in him. So how do we do that? How did I find out? how to do that well the most important thing is to enjoy the wind if that makes sense you know right now as you can see my curtains flying up back and forth i have my window open because it's just so beautiful outside today and learning to sit still in that peace and feel the wind that means we have to take a breather a break and say okay god I need you to come into my heart. Give me your, your strength, your courage. Take a breath. Smell the flowers, but don't sneeze. I'm just kidding. Um, take a breath. Take a moment to sit still in the Lord. Put on some worship music. Listen to a good pastor, a CD, a podcast, a television thing on encouragement or in the midst of the battle. You can Google those things and several of them will come up. You know, but learning, the first thing I had to learn to do was to sit still. And then Isaiah 43, 2. So let's go to Isaiah 43, 2. Says. It says, but now thus saith the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and who formed you, O Israel. And this is verse 1. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And though the rivers, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall a flame scorch you. You know, what a word. If you just sit and meditate on his word, that word is so powerful. Let's read it again on two. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. So he's not saying you're not going to have this. But when you pass through it, I'm going to be there. It shall not, they shall not overflow you. It's not going to overtake you. And you shall not be burned, 
or a scorch flame you. A flame scorch you. <laughs> For I am the Lord your God of Israel, your Savior. He is our Savior. And He promises us that He will not overtake us. That, that the enemy will not overtake us. But what do we have to do? What did the other verse say? It said, when we come to Him, we have to come to Him. Last night, I had this dream. And usually in my life, I used to have these dreams. It was tornado dreams. And everything around me would be involved in a tornado. I would be caught up in the tornado and it always ends safely. But lately, my tornado dreams have been, they are at a, a distance. And everything around me is getting caught up in the tornado. And I will be sitting back speaking the word of God. And I believe that the Lord is saying that as the world around us is going crazy, it could be in our family, in our workplace, in the country, but as the things are going crazy and in the tornado around us, that we are to sit still and speak His promises, His Word that passes all understanding, that it's knowledge past all our understanding. The last one well, the second to last one I want to read is Psalms 34. So, four. so let's go to Psalms 34, verse 4. It says, I sought the Lord and he heard me. How awesome. And he delivered me from all my fears. Again, it's saying, we sought him and he delivered us. We have to seek him. He's a gentleman. He will not push himself on us. It's something we have to do. We have to go after him. And when we do, he covers us in his love. He covers us with his deliverance. He covers us with his redemption, with the blood of Jesus. It is powerful. And then 1 Peter 5, 7, the last one that I'm going to read today. 1 Peter 5, 7, and it says, well, let me read 6 first. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. 7, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So what are we to do? We're to cast it upon him. Now, I could get theologian on you, but I won't. I won't. When we cast our cares on him, it's like throwing a fishing pole, throwing it out there, but we're to let it go, not to hold on to it and bring it back in. Many times we throw it out and then we reel it back in like we're fishing. You know, well, let me just see and put out a nibble. Well, and instead we just need to let it go. A while back, me and my husband went fishing, funny story, and we went fishing, and I had just got a brand new fishing pole. And lo and behold, he's out there about to catch a fish, and I'm throwing it and, and reeling it in, and I threw it, and the whole thing just went in the water. I do not know what happened. All I know is that fish was at the bottom of the lake. And I'm trying to tell him to grab it, and he's over there still fishing, and he's got a bite, and it was just chaos. And it was a brand new fishing pole. But, you know, God is good because that is what he wants us to do. 
He wants us to just throw it out into the lake, to cast it out, not retrieve it, because he redeems. He is the redeemer. He is the retriever. And when it comes back, something good comes from it. But we have to cast our cares out and let him bring it in. The, the, the healing, the strength, the courage. You know, God cares for you and cares for me. And he wants the very best we can do. So I'm going to leave you with Philippians 4, 8, and 9. And it says we should think on things that are true and noble and having virtue and a good report. These are the things that we should think of, on. So today, go write your blessings down and go meditate on those things. And meditate on God's blessings, God's grace. Every morning we should start with our gratitude practice by writing down what God has done for us and our blessings and not meditate on the negative. Because meditating on the negative is nothing. We can do nothing with that. We can't fix it by meditating on it. But when we give it and cast it to the Lord, say, here you go, God. These are my problems. These are not a surprise to you. Here you go. And we let it go. And then we meditate on the blessings. It's like throwing the absolute best bait out there that can get the best result possible. Well, I hope you enjoyed today. And I want to pray with you today as you see me in my home. And, you know, this is my prayer chair. And I love to sit and pray. So let's pray together today. Dear Lord, I just come to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I ask that you just touch each one of everyone who hears the sound of my voice. That you would cover them under your blood. That you will, I speak peace in the midst of their valley and their struggles. That no weapon formed against them shall prosper. That they're able to meditate on things true and noble and virtue and having good report and lovely. Father God, I command Satan right now in the name of Jesus to take his hand off of them and off their mind and off of the negative. And in place of it, I believe that the things true and of good report are coming in to cover each one of them. And I just thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you've done. Amen. Have a great day, a week. I'll see you again next week.